The Nature Track Film Festival will run from this Friday, October 6th, to Sunday, October 8th. Several of the festival's short films were created by UCSB students like Kira Fian Patrizzi, who's also an intern with the festival. My name is Kira, and I am a film major, and specifically with this documentary, I was the editor. But since it was a collaborative process, I really did do all, um, take hand in pretty much all of the roles. Awesome. So I know the documentary you mentioned, it's part of the Nature Track Film Festival, and that's celebrating their fifth anniversary this year. Um, can you explain a bit about the festival's mission and history and how it ties in with um, the Nature Track Foundation as a whole? Nature's Track's mission is to highlight the beauty of nature and its benefits for all ages and levels. I did start working for Nature Track. Um, initially, I did work with them a little bit in June, just not for the film festival, but for them as an organization. And so they were taking out groups of kids from, I guess you would call it Title I schools, and you would... Um, and they would bring them out to nature so that they can experience it because a lot of times with their families working all the time, they aren't able to explore nature and benefit from it in that way. So they really want to introduce the kids into nature. And then they also have what's called nature tracks, which is a specifically designed wheelchair that they can take people that are disabled and take them on hikes. And they're able to go out in nature in ways that they didn't think they would before. And so... With the festival, they're helping to raise money for the organization and highlight the beauty of nature around us. So the festival, I know this year they're showing 11 feature films and 30 short films, um, three of which are done by students who are part of UCSB's Green Screen Program and the Coastal Media Project. And so as part of the Coastal Media Project, you yourself, you mentioned, worked on one of these short films called Stranded, which is about this summer's recent hash of dolphins and sea lions washed up on shore along Santa Barbara and beyond. Um, tell us more about this issue and what you learned. Yeah, so I was a film in, or so I am a film and media studies major, but the actual course is a combination of film and media studies with um, environmental studies students. So in my group, um, it was just me and another film major, and then the three other girls were also um, environmental studies majors, so I got to learn a lot about the environment from them, and then from me, they learned a lot about filmmaking. And so I didn't even know what demoic acid was when I started the film, and then by the end of it, I learned so much more about the science behind it. It's basically a neurotoxin that's naturally produced by algae, but because of what scientists believe um, in the recent years due to um, rise in sea levels, um, the rising in temperature of the waters and urban runoff, the algae's increasing in frequency and intensity. And since it's a neurotoxin, the fish will eat the algae. And then through bioaccumulation, the um, seals and sea lions and dolphins will eat the fish. And then therefore, the, that neurotox neurotoxin accumulates in their bodies. And then they suffer from the effects. And then that's why we see them stranding on beaches now. I know you guys also were like talking about rehabilitation efforts in the film. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, we had, I want to say, about six weeks to make this film. Oh my and gosh. so it was, it was really crazy. We had gotten back from the Channel Islands where we experimented with filming there with our professors, Chris Jenkins and Ian Kellett. And we 
learned so much about filmmaking there. And then when we came back, we immediately had to jump into filming. And so my group members, they immediately started contacting all these different organizations and rehabilitation centers. And thankfully, they did respond to us pretty quickly. And they allowed us to come into their space and to um, represent what they were doing. So we worked with the Marine Mammal Care Center. We worked with Simli, which is Channel Islands Marine Institute, I believe. And we also worked with Sea Crew. And then we also interviewed multiple scientists, um, including Clarissa Anderson from Scripps Institute of Oceanography. So we got a lot of different people to interview and got a lot of different information and people's stories from a scientific perspective and a rehabilitation perspective. And my group members, while I was editing the film, because I had to edit while they were shooting, because we only had such a short amount of time, they went down to LA and they watched the sea lions that had been rehabilitated put back in the ocean. And they got to witness that and film it for a film. And that's how our film ends. But we also wanted to emphasize that with them getting put back in the water, the issue doesn't stop and it's Mm going to continue to keep happening, especially with the rise in uh, sea levels and temperature and climate change and all that. And we were just discussing that rehabilitation is a great way to help the issue, but it's not going to completely solve it. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to be interested in this issue and why you felt like a short film was the best way to communicate the importance of this issue? Yeah, so at the beginning of the course, we all brainstormed together and then our teachers had us hold up signs about different topics that we wanted to do. And I believe ours was more related to environmental issues specifically. And so I went to that section because it just very much intrigued me. And one girl um, named Lauren Cummins, who's our director, she pitched the idea of demoic acid. And so she talked about, she explained to me what it was because I didn't even know what it was at the time. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense because I've seen a lot of the seals and sea lions Mm -hmm. and I never really understood what it was. And so that really interested me. And then also being able to work on an issue that's so prevalent right now and something that's so local to where we live. That was my main motivation. Kind of segueing into this next question, what message do you want people to take away from this film or even what action do you want people to take? Um, From this film, we originally have, or we initially have a QR code which takes the audience members to our website, which gives brief information on all the organizations that you can donate to them because most of them are very underfunded and they don't have enough resources to take and help all of the animals that are coming in with them. So that's the immediate effort that we want to represent, but we also want to emphasize that through voting and political action, we can also help to change the way that we're affecting global warming and through our um, like pollution, waste, and ways that we can fix that through um, our political leaders. What was the most profound or impactful part of this whole experience? I think getting to interact with the rehabilitation centers and see all of the work that they're doing and also the emotional toll that it takes on them. We we were working with Simwe, which isn't actually a rehabilitation center. It's um, they do necropsies to find what exactly is causing them to die off and study um, all of the blubber and tissue samples. And so we followed this one woman down the beach 
for like over two hours and we were just I was just behind her with the camera the whole time filming everything that she was doing and that was just one day and that's something that she does all the time and in that one day we saw like two dead dolphins a sea lion yeah just those three things and then a bunch of birds as well and we were very shocked by it because they were all so close to each other and this is work that she's doing all the time so she's very numb to it but at the same time she was talking about the emotional toll that it took on her three of our members had never even done anything with camera or editing before and so it was really cool to see their growth and I also don't have too much experience because I'm a transfer so my first two years of film studies were during COVID and we just kind of used iPhones and iMovie to make our projects so I really didn't learn much at all until I got here and so in such a short amount of time they're like make a documentary here's all the mics use the camera equipment and then we got like some brief direction of how to use it but really have to learn by doing and then we're also producing it at the same time but it was really cool to see my group members growth and that and then also my growth with editing editing was really really difficult i was on campus for almost 12 hours a day for like a week or so or actually a couple weeks yeah because editing just takes so much time and with a documentary don't really know what you're going to film and what you're going to get so you don't know what your story is and you're like trying to craft the story while they're out shooting and then they bring more footage and you're like oh okay how can this fit in and then our story would change and so I would say that was my most intense filmmaking role that I've ever had. I also talked to another student filmmaker Sawyer Nickel about his film I'm looking forward to joining you. Uh, My name is Sawyer Nickel, and I wrote and directed I'm Looking Forward to Joining You, which is premiering at Nature Track uh, next weekend. All right, awesome, and congratulations on that. Can you tell us more about this film, and really, what is it about? Yeah, well, I made it through UCSB's green screen class, which is a class where you pretty much make movies that have some sort of connection to climate change. And most of the uh, movies made in this class are documentaries, but I had the one that wasn't. It's a live action narrative film. And so the movie's about uh, two people who have grown up knowing they're going to die because of climate change, (laughs) pretty much. Um, So it's pretty much explores the relationship and how it's affected by that. So just kind of always knowing you only lived like 24. And so it kind of shows how their relationship uh, falls apart. (laughs) How did you even, you know, land on this idea to explore in a movie? Um, Well, pretty much uh, when I was thinking about climate change movies and how I've never really felt many have been that impactful. And so I thought they're all pretty big. Like I think of Don't Look Up a lot, (laughs) which was, you know, huge meteor uh, catastrophic events. And so I wanted to think of what's like the smallest scale version of that I could do and something that's a lot more relatable to anyone. So I thought like, what if you know when just watching how your relationship can fall apart because of these effects to the planet can you tell me a little bit more about the process i know you like basically it sounds like you were you know really spearheading this whole thing yeah so pretty much in the class everyone there's 16 people and everyone pitches their idea and they pick four and so i had the idea in like half a script but I had to pitch like that day. So oh I kind of came up with it on the spot, um, improvised a bit. 
And then once I got picked, I finished writing it while doing pre-production and everything because you only get nine weeks before the premiere. So I was like, well, I think I got to shoot by week five. Then that leaves me four weeks for (laughs) post-production. And so, yeah, then I just immediately started doing pre-production. I think we shot... Oh, exactly a month after we got greenlit, essentially. Wow. And so it was a super quick process. And what and was that like? Like having to turn it around so quickly? It it was, I think, really cool, honestly, because it got me to just... So now if I ever make <laughs> something else in the yeah. future, it it will feel easy compared to how fast this was. But it honestly wasn't that bad. Like, I think just I, me and the rest of the crew were all like just constantly trying to be on top of everything Mm -hmm. and so because of that it went it went pretty good and also the the script is fairly simple it's all like a couple locations you can find you know anywhere which even that i think one of the locations we got like the day before we started shooting so that's some of the stuff we were like really with that short amount of time it got to be kind of last minute and was this like your first film ever uh i it's my first like film of this scale so it still had a very small budget compared to most ucsb movies uh our budget was uh fifteen hundred dollars where the one i another film that i edited earlier was i think like eight thousand oh my god and so usually ucsb movies are around eight thousand um so but i've made like short films before but like in at my house you know starring me so this was like the biggest thing i've worked on first time i've had like real actors Mm -hmm. and stuff which was really fun I mean, that's really cool that your, you know, your first big film, it's about the climate crisis in a way, um, without like really spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. What's the message you're trying to convey in this film? I, I didn't want to be too obvious with any like any climate change messages, but it's pretty much I'm just trying to get across that not only can the effects be catastrophic towards the world, which I feel like everyone knows at this point, but just really honing in on how everything in your life, you know, will be taken away, mm-hmm. taken away essentially, and how that will impact, you know, let's say the grandkids of our grandkids, right. you know, who it'll like really become catastrophic to and just kind of get a vision of that. Um, and so I, I'm hoping that's what will make this stand out and maybe be more effective than other films. What do you hope people will take away from your movie? Just to, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way that's not depressing, but <laughs> oh, uh, just, I guess, um, just always be conscious of, you know, the climate change effects and really be pushing for change. And on top of that, just enjoy the people around you, you know, while you can. Mm-hmm. And I guess just enjoy every moment. Where can people keep up with your work or other films or this film in particular? We don't have an Instagram page, even though we should. But I'm always posting about on my Instagram, underscore S-O-Y-N-I-C-O-L-L. You can go to naturetrackfilmfestival.org to learn more about the festival and the tickets and the dates and the blocks for it. I believe our film is premiering on Sunday at 5 p.m. on October 8th. So that's how you could learn more about Nature Track and see our film. And we're going to hopefully submit it to more festivals if you aren't able to make the Nature Track one. 
just check it out at Nature Trek. It's um, October 7th, I believe. It's shorts block four. So it's going to be four shorts and tickets are $12, I think. That was Sawyer Nickel. And earlier, you also heard from Kira Fian Patrizzi. Both of their films, I'm Looking Forward to Joining You and Stranded, will be screening this weekend at Goleta's Fairview Theater as part of the Nature Track Film Festival. Thank you for listening. With KCSB News, I'm Joyce Chee.